All right, Ulysses, we're back on the player review train, and today we're going to go over the play of one Yandy Diaz. Yes, so Yandy Diaz, everybody, I need you to flex right now because we're talking about the guy with the biggest biceps. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day uh be sure you check us out on all podcasting platforms and subscribe to our youtube page as well and check us out twitter instagram at lockdown rays and email us anytime lockdown rays at gmail.com all right yandy diaz with our player reviews what went well what didn't go so well players future with the team and we give that player a grade Yandy Diaz, a lot went well for him, at least offensively in 2022. Yes, yes, it did. So let's start with the numbers. If you don't have them in front of you, his slash line was 296, a 401 on base, 423 slug. That gives you an 824 OPS. He had nine home runs, 57 RBI, three stolen base, three caught stealings. We'll get to that in a bit, folks. A 14% walk rate man 14 percent my goodness and then my goodness is the next number a k rate of 10.8 percent yes you heard it folks he walks more than he strikes out um he had a 146 wrc plus a 143 ops plus and f4 of 3.8 so a pretty, pretty good 2022 for Yandy Diaz. And by all these metrics, essentially the best offensive race player of 2022. Yeah, you could make a strong argument that he was the offensive MVP of this race squad. And to uh, put it further into perspective for Yandy Diaz, uh, he played in the most games in his MLB career in any one season, highest OPS of his career in any one season, most total bases of his career in any one season. And let's not just uh, overlook the fact that he walked more than struck out. He significantly walked more than struck out 78 to 60. That's like 30% more walks than strikeouts. Like that is extremely, extremely rare. In fact, last year, there was only one qualified hitter in MLB to have more walks than strikeouts. Ulysses, do you know who that player is or was? Jose Ramirez? Uh, very good guess. He could be listed in the pantheon of young, great superstars like Jose Ramirez. You know, we talk about, you know, maybe Wander reaches that peak someday. Jose Ramirez, XYZ, one of these players. Um, he is very uh, fun to watch at the plate. He'll spit at balls that he doesn't want to swing at. He's got some loosey goosey in his knees when he takes a pitch. 
Oh, Juan Soto. Very Juan nice. Juan Soto. Yes. Very now, nice. Now, there were a, a few more that accomplished that or were on pace to accomplish that this season. I know guys that were very close or they very well did that. LeMahieu, Bregman, Carlos Santana, Jose Ramirez, Alejandro Kirk. But really, it's it's a very, very rare thing to do, especially in this day and age in baseball. And let's also remember, um, you know, it this type of Yandi like output and performance, at least as far as walks and getting on base. It's not like this is something that just came out of the blue. This is something that he's been doing really his entire career. I mean, since 2020, his 379 on base percentage on average is top five, top six in baseball. I mean, you're, you're talking about guys like Soto, Bryce Harper, Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt. That's in the conversation that he's in. That's in the company that he's in when it comes to those types of numbers and not in the power department by any means, but um, one of the most professional hitters, um, not just on the Rays, but in all of baseball. Yeah, certainly. And in fact, you say fifth or six, he was rated six in all MLB with uh, his walk rate at 14% rated yeah. six in MLB. I mean, behind guys like Aaron judge. So uh, pretty impressive. Something that I, I saw that was really unique. We know about the fact that how he hits, you know, the launch angle has been an issue. Like you mentioned, the, 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 the home runs, um, the ground ball percentage and all that. But we know that he doesn't pull the ball, all right? He goes oppo. But believe it or not, he, he, he pulled the ball even less this year than ever before. Uh, 35% was last year. It, it was 30.4% this year. And he had his best year um, offensively speaking. So it's amazing how he is able to just have such bad control, plate discipline, and, and choose to go the opposite way, forgo the home runs, and, and be a productive hitter. I mean, honestly, it, it's, it's really impressive what he can do. I also saw the doubles. Uh, he was a doubles machine yeah. at 33 this year. That's 13 more than in 2021. Um, it's the hard hit percentage. It also increased. I mean, he's in the 91st percentile in hard hit percentage. Uh, mm. It increased by eight points this year uh, yeah. for, for, for Yandi. So he hit the ball harder. He went the other way more. He had a bunch more doubles. The OPS against lefties and righties against lefties and 892 OPS against righties and 8 800 OPS. So he is essentially an everyday player. Like you cannot sit this guy down. You just yeah. don't. If you're looking at on-base percentage, 400 against lefties, 402 against righties. Oh, you're talking batting average, 310 against lefties, 291 against righties. Like he is do not sit this guy down. Just do not sit this guy down. He's an everyday player. Um as an everyday player, I mean, 137 games in 2022, I think that's pretty much a healthy guy. I know right. that he didn't go on the IL, even though he maybe should have in September slash October. Uh, they were taking care of him and his shoulder, um, which we never really got an explanation on how that happened. But maybe he was nursing it through the whole year. I know that the whole tape thing was a funny thing that he was – he was talking about taping up his right. shoulder and how that that was working out for him. So, but no, really, the 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 numbers, most of the numbers, are very very shiny. But maybe perhaps we have to take a look at the not so shiny numbers. Yes, and before we do that, 
we have to tell you that uh, you don't want to miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we can recommend. Uh, you can get 50% off any new Simply Safe system by going to simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. That's S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash locked on MLB. There is no safe like Simply Safe. And by the way, this is their biggest discount of the year. So be sure you check that out. Um, so yeah, the numbers offensively uh, outstanding, of course. That's probably an understatement for Yandy Diaz. And uh, I know the the power numbers weren't necessarily there, although we can put doubles in a power category. But I believe he had the highest average exit velocity of his uh, career in any one season. But um, speaking of the the power, I guess you know, for a guy who hits like he does and puts up the numbers like he does, that's built like he does, and that plays a corner infield position, third base, and sometimes first base. I All I'm asking is for like another half dozen bombs. That would be nice. And I, and I really thought that we were getting to that point and turning the corner in 2019 where he hit 14 and 79 games, and then we saw what he did in the wild card game against the Oakland Athletics. I mean, I mean, just as an aside, I think he absolutely does have that power potential um, sort of in the mold of, I mean, different body types, of course, but Ichiro Suzuki where the old story was, yeah, he can hit him if he wants to, but he knows that's not necessarily best for the moment for his game long-term or for the entirety of a season. But, you know, I, I would like, you know, instead of nine bombs, I would like, 15, but beggars can't be choosers. Yandi, what he did offensively is great. I'm sure you're going to get to uh, the base running as well, but that's just one little uh, poo-poo thing I have is, hey, just give me a few more home runs, then I'd really, really, really fall in love with you. And I know that, um, I mean, according to Savant, he didn't rate all that well in outs above average or arm strength. Um, We've talked about this before with Yandi. You know, uh, he'll get to just about, Everything that's hit to him, he doesn't have a lot of range by any means. Um, but you know, if it's hit at him, he'll he'll snag it up. And I think his arm strength. I mean, I, I, I test. I think it's fine. It, you know, um, but that's something that uh, I guess uh, you know didn't rate well as far as the metrics go. And then uh, he got hurt. Uh, he had that left shoulder injury too, which um, banged him up a little bit. But uh, yeah, that that that's all I got for the negatives with Yanni Diaz. Besides no, the base I, running, which I'm sure you'll get to. I will. Uh, I, I I agree with it. In a perfect world, he would give you 14 bombs, 15 bombs, and he has done it in the past. But I do think yeah. that just like that's a, that's a great comparison that you did there. Of course, you know, not body type wise, but Ichiro had bombs in, in batting practice and he could have that potential, but he just chose not to because he thought he would be a more you know, offensive minded player if he if he didn't do that, or at least he mm-hmm. would get the best quality of him of his play if he didn't do that. And I think maybe Yandi does think the same thing. Like, I can do this. I am really good at going opposite way. And I can I can be a guy that hits 300 and, and have an 850 OPS with the splits. Uh, so I, I understand that. And, and of course, his his biggest positive, it's, it's the, the plate discipline and, and the mm-hmm. fact that he just can just spit at balls that other players wouldn't but 
Talking about the negatives. Yes, I am going to focus on the base running. First of all, the fact that you have a 50% stolen base rate, that's not going to play. That's just not yeah. going to play. 50% that 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 can't happen. Um, and moreover, we talk about BSR. We've talked a lot this season about BSR, uh, the base running category, a stat uh, found in fan graphs. Uh, I wonder why we've mentioned BSR so much this season, Kevin. Oh, wait, yeah. because the Rays were horrible on the base paths this year. In fact, Yandy Diaz exclusively was rated the 10th worst player in BSR. 10th worst. That means that he was around guys with the name of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Wolf, and even more Wolf, Josh Donaldson. Like, you're running like those two guys. Josh Donaldson, the guy that get, that thinks that pimps a home run like multiple times during a season and then gets cut in a rundown from first to second. He, that, right. By the way, that happened multiple times to Josh Donaldson, people, like four or five times. So... Yandy Diaz is running like a guy that does that. That's not good. That can't happen. Um, you got to know your strengths. And Yandy, I don't know. Again, I go back to the whole uh, binary situation that you have with 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 the race in 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 the playoffs. You know, are the is the coaching staff telling the players, "Hey, you're doing this." And the players don't care and are not responding to to whatever the coaching staff is saying to them, which mm. that is a huge problem. The players are not listening to the coaches. Or are the coaches not saying anything to the players and the players just keep making these mistakes? That's also a huge problem. So race fans, which one is it? Race front office. Which one is it? Rays front office lovers. Yeah. Which one is it? It has to be one or the other. Because you can't explain this. The, the base running was god awful. And you're talking Yanda Diaz, 10th worst in BSR. Like, uh, I, you just saw, you scratched your head in anger sometimes and and in and, and disbelief that they were going to first a third on, on balls that you didn't have to be second to home on, on, on balls that were just unnecessarily uh, to, to type calls. I know Rodney Linares has kind of a windmill type of arm. We're not going to see that next year because he will be the bench coach. So so that's that might not happen more. But may, I don't know. Maybe Brady Williams is like, oh, okay, this is the way that we do it in the big leagues. All right, let's windmill it up. I don't know. But that's definitely something that brought up a lot of issues for the Rays. Yandy's two. And you talk about F4, 3.8. It could have been higher if it weren't for such a bad base running year that he had. Right. Yeah. Probably be darn near five if not for the uh, base running gaps. And I think some of it, maybe not all of it, has to do with uh, the Rays maybe pressing and feeling like we have to we have to do something we have to get some some juice running to to try to score a run here and there we have to put uh you know you have to make something happen make something out of nothing sometimes because the the power numbers certainly weren't there the big bats the experienced bats certainly weren't there so when you got on 
you had to have to you had to try to make your move whether it was uh logical or illogical um now yeah and and you mentioned about rodney linares i mean I, I say this in 2023, the Rays just put a bag of sand at the first baseline, bag of sand at the third baseline, and just let the players figure it out and, and see how it goes from there. See if, because I, I feel like some of the players get confused by some of the motions um, or half motions that the coaches were giving them, um, or they just yeah. totally ignored them outright. So, um, yeah, so there, there it is with the uh, negatives with Yandy Diaz. Um, future with the team, uh, he is arbitration eligible two years away from free agency uh he made 2.8 million dollars this past year uh prognosticators expect him to make roughly around uh, the five million dollar range in 2023 uh, i read an article where the rays uh you know this person uh suggested that the Rays should trade Yandy Diaz. I think that would be a huge, huge mistake. Uh, I think $5 million, I think $10 million is darn near a bargain for what uh, Yandy Diaz is putting up offensively. So I would think that it would be in the Rays' best interest, unless they're absolutely blown away in a trade, that they need Yandy Diaz in that lineup and on that roster in 2023. And when you're taking off so much other salary off the books in other mechanisms and forms, i.e. Kevin Kiermaier, G-Man Choi. I think you can uh, you can um, stomach the extra two, $2.2 million that you're going to have to add to Yandy's salary in 2023. I don't understand these people that, that are so amped up about trading Randy Rosarena and Yandy Diaz and still blame the Rays for not getting a lot of offense. Like, those two guys were basically the offense. Randy and Yandi. And you're like, no, let's trade them. Let's trade them. Like, Right. Then who is going to bat? Who is going to give you any semblance of an offensive production? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, Brendan Lowe's going to come back from injury? Yeah, how did that work out this year? Wonder Franco's going to come back from injury. It's going to be great. How did that work out this year? Oh, but next year they're going to be having more rest. Oh, so you're Nostradamus? You just know that guys that are, that are just going to have a perfect year? Randy Rosarena has been stable. Yandy Diaz has been stable. $5.4 million? Please. That yeah. is a bargain. That is a bargain. And you know why it's a bargain? Because not a lot of teams understand nor appreciate. Appreciate is the word. They don't appreciate what Yandy Diaz does. Everybody's like, you know, chicks dig the long ball. F that, man. You know, chicks and dudes dig opposite balls. We yeah. all like opposite balls. And I'll say it again. Yandy Diaz gives you opposite balls, and I enjoy it. And you do, too, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're subscribing to this channel. My God. Sounds like a health yes. issue. Yeah, it's a, it's a health issue. But look. I wanted to say something. You said future with the team. I know we've talked about Brandon Lau being a first baseman only. I understand that. Could that be maybe where you put Yandy Diaz? Just stick him at first? We said he is an everyday player. So screw the splits. He just is your first baseman. No G-Man Choi. He's your first baseman guy. There's no splits with him. That's where he goes. 
No, I think then send, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that the Rays have put uh, a guy who has a great approach at the plate, but not necessarily the power numbers that you would expect from a first baseman. I'm looking at you, James Loney. I'm looking at you, Casey Kochman. Uh, and I think Yandy Diaz more productive than, uh, well, there's relatively similar molds. In fact, I think, I mean, I think Yandy Diaz is kind of undervalued or underrated by the fan base and the baseball world as were James Loney and Casey Kochman when it came down to brass tacks. But I certainly wouldn't be against that. I guess my question or counter to that would be who would be your regular or everyday third baseman? Would it be Isak Paredes? Would it be a mix of, I mean, who do you put at third at that point? Or is there somebody in free agency or the trade market that you're looking at? Because as I look at it right now, your best option in free agency is a, a DH first baseman type of player. And, and that's true. And, and at third base, I know we've talked about, you know, Isak Paredes being graded um, well for, for, for his defensive work, at least for OAA uh, out above average, but you, I mean, you, you could get funky in there. You, you, you do have a guy that you're going to protect in the 40 man, uh, with, with Curtis Mead. And okay. there's something that race front office said after the season, they said, we need to give young players the opportunity to play, but also knowing that they don't have to be in the spotlight all the time. So maybe yeah, you start Curtis Mead as a, a, a as a kind of platoon guy. Uh, maybe at third base and and and, and kind of ease him in, in into major league baseball. I don't know who could have the lefty side of that platoon. Could it yeah. be Taylor Walls? Could be Taylor Walls. Uh, could be Vidal Bruhan. I don't know if Vidal Bruhan's arm could play in in third, but I mean, if he yeah. can be a center fielder, I I would guess he would be okay with with third base duties. Well, what about this? And uh, we know that Yandi. I mean, he played the vast majority of his action was at third base and he played a dozen plus games at first. Um, instead of moving, you know, keep Yandi playing mostly third base. And at first you do a mix of uh, Jonathan Aranda and Isak Perez and, or maybe Curtis Mead. Curtis Mead very well could be a, he might be first baseman future guy as far as defense goes. Don't dislike that wrong. either. Don't dislike it. that. There's so many options too. And and honestly, I know that you you just said the the big bats available are first base DH types, but it doesn't th- it doesn't it doesn't look like Yandi gives a crap about not playing in the field because as a DH this year he had 62 plate appearances. This is his slash line. Tell me if you if you think this is yummy. 314, 436, 471, 906 OPS. Yeah. He don't care if he doesn't have a glove. So yeah. could you just maybe perhaps bring Yandy to Yandy to the DH role and then fix your first base, third base position by getting a guy like Jose Abreu and being that first baseman and not have to care about Yandy already because he's your DH. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, we could go around for a full episode on this. I think the, the fact of the matter is that 
the Rays should be paying Yandy his five, five point four, six million dollars in arbitration, whatever it is, yes. and wherever he's comfortable playing or wherever you can work him out, you you carve out a spot where you can get him as many games played and as many plate appearances as possible. I mean, first in the order, second in the order, he better be up in that benchmark. And the fact is, like, again, we see these articles about, oh, you know, so-and-so, oh, he's going to be owed four, five, six million dollars in arbitration. How are the Rays eh, time to trade him? What, what did the Rays pay G-Man Choi this past year? What, what did they pay David Thank Peralta you. for a half-season rental? Basically equivalent to that, more or less. Yeah. It's um, nothing. 5.4 mil, give it to the man. The bang give for the buck. Yeah, in fact, the Rays should say, you know what? Hey, you did such a good job for us. We're going to give you an even six mil because you <laughs> did such wonderful things for us. So I wish, yeah, but I, Stu doesn't play that game. But you know what? Like, I, I, I understand the Rays have a reputation, but I mean, how low can we get? I mean, if my if Manny Margot is going to get paid what in 2023, isn't he going to get paid seven mil? Yeah. He's going to get paid $7 million. Right. How does Yandy Diaz get traded because he's going to make 5.4? No. Sign him. Give him the contract. Don't trade him. He was your guy this year. He will be another guy in 2023. He stays. Now, mm-hmm. get your red pen, Kevin. What's his grade for 2022? Uh, I know we talked about his base running, but uh, I look at a guy that led all Rays offensive players and more i'm giving him an a plus uh which is a 97 and a plus or maybe a 98 I'll give 97 him starts lowest. a plus yeah okay 97 a plus that's what i give him very nice i'm gonna give him a 95 uh okay. i did have to dock him for the for the base running but yeah 95 i mean solid a that this guy was your offense i mean uh, yeah. uh, an anchor there so good for him uh, so give him his $5.4 million and give him, uh, you know, you don't want to round it up to $6 million. I understand that. Give him his own bobblehead day or, or some sort of giveaway promotion yeah. uh, and, and let him get a little piece of the winnings there. So hopefully Yandi <laughs> is in a raised uniform in 2023. Uh, all right. Uh, that wraps up this player review uh, on Friday's episode. We've got a, a two for player review plus trivia and name that war. So stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on Sports Today podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.